Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in Boston, Massachusetts, it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. Lee Cantor, Stone Payton here with you, broadcasting live from Boston, Massachusetts. We've got our good buddy Dan Collier here in the room. We don't have him mic'd up at this point. but That's uh, for everyone's benefit. <laughs> maybe he'll earn that right later, <laughs> later in on the, the day. day. Uh, but right out of the box, this is going to be a fantastic segment. We have with us Vice President Education with EMC. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, Mr. Tom Clancy. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me this morning. Before we get uh, too far into this, can you share a little bit about EMC, what you guys are up to? Sure. Um, well, just for everybody, for context, EMC right now is about a $24 billion company, 70,000 employees globally, very acquisitive. We have uh, companies in our portfolio like VMware, Pivotal, Isilon, VCE. So we're a big company now, which I, I've been there for 22 years. And we so you've seen it grow? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, we most people would think of us as a storage company, mm-hmm. but uh, now we're... We're so much more than that, and we have been for the last uh, few years. We're into cloud, big data, analytics, social, mobile, mobile security. Right. You know, we're all over the place, and that's where the that's where the world of IT is going, mm-hmm. and we're one of the leaders in that space, in all those spaces. And what is your role with the company? Uh, I, my official title is VP Education. So how did you get started in that line of work? Have you always been in the education development arena? Well, if we're going to stop being honest, <laughs> um, they they stuck me in it. And I had no business be leading an education group. I was uh, I really came from the business. So I grew up in uh, a few different companies working in areas like um, major account management, manufacturing, services, marketing, and so forth. And when it was time to put a VP of education across the company in place, um, you drew the short straw. They just pushed me. <laughs> they pushed me in the water, and I learned from there with a bunch of really talented people that did this for a living. So now, do you think that that um, influences your perspective of how you treat training and learning? Yeah, absolutely. We we run training as a business. Um, so the the people that the five or six people that report to me, uh, you know, my staff not one of them has a training background. Mm-hmm. So the person that runs the technology training, uh, he uh, you know, develops the, he came from Asia and he had a team of about 300 field people. The person that runs sales education, um, she was a salesperson and on and on. So now can you explain why you think that that's better to have the business perspective or why it's different to have a business perspective as opposed to a training perspective? Well, I can only speak for EMC, sure, right? Uh, because there are some organizations that really should have a training person leading training, so right. that's fine. Um, but at EMC, we're a business. Um, we have budgets. We have P&Ls within our organization. Uh, and the business expects us to work with them as a business. They're not coming to get the best training. They're coming to solve their business needs, and that's what we do. So if you, if you want a seat at the table as a lot of people like to say, which I think it's so far beyond a seat at the table. Um, that's just kind of happy talk to me. Uh, you really have to align. You have to build the right offerings. You need to execute. You need to be an execution machine. 
and not just be that training group over in the corner that people will tap on when they need, you know, an ILT. Um, And you also need to be very unique uh, in today's world. If you're not unique, then, you know, with all all the tools and technologies, people can build themselves. So, you know, sales could just go out and, you know, hook up with, let's say, BrainShock and build their own training. Right. Um, but if you're truly unique and you add a ton of value, then they're going to keep coming back. And you also have to inspect yourself, um, you know, your business. Um, <laughs> so, and what I just went through is what I refer to as the vowels. Um, so A-E-I-O-U, alignment, offerings, execution, inspection, and uniqueness. And uh, I threw the U in there years ago because um, I wanted to say vowels, right? but now it's becoming <laughs> much more important. You really need to be unique in today's world as an organization um, and uh, as individuals within a training group or else you know, someone else will do it for you. So now how do you measure like an ROI? Well, okay. we measure it in different ways. Um, you know, we, we, within our group, we have a P&L. So I am held to a revenue number. We, we do internal training, we do external training. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we... Uh, we have a P&L, uh, and we we measure that way. You know, honestly, sometimes we're measured more that way than others. Um, we have budgets that we have to meet. We have um, our audiences come to us, and they're constantly looking at the value they're getting from our organization. They're not looking for ROI. You know, they don't need to quantify the ROI. They know what we're doing, whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. and they tell us. And then when it's bad, we make improvements, and we and we, we keep moving on. The biggest, you know, but everybody really wants business impact. And one of the things that on the customer ed side, um, there's something there's something called NPS, Net Promoter Score. Mm-hmm. And what it does, and this is an industry measurement. It's not an EMC measurement. But what it does is it measures loyalty. And everybody knows that if a customer is more loyal, the relationship is better. They probably buy more. They have less issues sure. and all that other stuff. Right. When we train our customers... Versus when we don't train our customers, EMC's NPS score is three times higher. So when we train wow. customers, they're three times more loyal. So that's more important than an ROI. Right. So I honestly don't have a measurement in my group called ROI. So I, I recognize that all of us in virtually every industry are faced with a great deal of change. But I, I got to believe in your arena, change is coming so fast and so hard and the stakes are getting higher and higher. And I, I suspect that competency in your field is a moving target. Can you speak to that a little bit and how you guys keep up with the changes? Yeah. So let's look at EMC, the you know the core part of EMC over the years. And when I say core, thousands of people have focused on storage. And we have, we believe we have the best storage people in the world, period. Nobody can touch us. You know, that's a personal opinion. It's an EMC <laughs> opinion. But... Um, well, you heard it on the radio now, though. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's fact it's now. <laughs> we can take yeah. it as fact. So, and there are, let's say there are, generally speaking, 15 different roles, whether it's sales services and so forth. Um, and then you have partners and you have roles within customers. and So, so the whole eco-structure, storage-focused for 20-something years. That's why I say we have the best. All right, so here comes cloud. We haven't been hiring or training people on cloud, on big data, mm. on social on analytics, on mobile, or security. So the first thing is you have to make sure you're, you're open to buying companies, and that's what we did. Right. So you instantly get the technology and the, the great people. But then all these technologies are coming together. Right, so you have to you integrate s- them, right? Exactly. The storage person needs to know virtualization. 
you know, the storage person needs to know something about security and cloud uh, and big data. And that's one of our biggest challenges right now. So in our company, um, you know, in our ecostructure, IT is going through the biggest transformation in the history of IT. So IT has been around 30, 40 years. Um, you know, you had mainframes, you had client server, you had desktop and, and so forth. But now this whole cloud, everything I said, cloud, big data, analytics, and so forth, it is a massive, massive, massive transformation. And the most critical part in that isn't the technology, it's the people. So we are constantly training our people, and then we're also trying to hire the best at the same time. So as far as curricula goes, uh, who is really doing the, who comes up with the initial areas of focus is it the is it the lines of business coming to you are you coming to them with ideas or is it a little bit of both and you play into each other's uh it's it's both uh, right now while i speak i know for a fact that and I'll, I'll just work, talk take the two biggest audiences we have um you know sales and technology and that that's about 80 percent of what we do i know for a fact across the globe we are aligning with those audiences in some way at all different levels, at least there are at least ten different discussions going on right now in those two audiences. It's constant. Yeah. It's daily. Mm -hmm. It's not. So I talk to other training organizations, and they say, "Oh yeah, we have a seat at the table, and we meet twice a year." And <laughs> That's plenty, right? Twice a yeah. year, nothing changes and, every and six months. And they're they're actually serious, and maybe for that maybe for that business it works. So, right. but we are constantly uh, meeting with our our audiences, and they actually believe, uh, even though my team kind of dotted lines into all the different business units, the business unit believes that my team reports to them. And that's that's fine with me. I don't have an issue with that. Right. Um, it's I think that's the way it should go. Right, because you're partners together. You're trying to solve, you know, get an outcome. Yeah, it's, it's all one team. You know, right. It's, it's actually even be, be beyond partners. It's just one team, mm -hmm. you know. And so, then... Um, now, with the, all the kind of different audiences and constituents that you guys are serving, you mentioned earlier that it's not just your people, it's also the customers are part of that equation as well, right? Yeah, so our audiences, our, uh, they are sales, services, and services, there's a lot of roles in services. It's, we have the in, a lot of the internal audi audiences like engineering, IT, the centers of excellence across the globe. And like it's global, so you have different challenges with language and culture yeah i mean it's just <laughs> this is all you just have to do it right right and uh so but then we also have partners and there are many different types of partners across the globe then you have customers and we also work with uh, 2300 universities across the globe they take our open curriculum the non-emc product curriculum like cloud and data science and security they virtualization they take our courseware and they integrate it into their curriculum um and we've trained over 400,000 students doing that. You know, I mean, the universities actually do the training. They right. leverage our content. So those are all the different audiences, internal and external. So talk to us a little bit, if you would, about this idea of blended learning and um, describe it and, and what experience you guys Maybe have Maybe it's a little with different it. with EMC than it is with other companies. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think that, well, for, so first of all, EMC, because we're so big, um, we're not as big as the big boys, but we're bigger than most mm -hmm. companies. And we have, in our organization, our formal training organization, we have 600 people. 
Wow. So, you know, you have, might have a small company that they might be doing a great job in training, but maybe they only have 10 people. You can, <laughs> right. only, you can only do right. so much, right? And, right. you know, they might be more efficient than we are, but uh, we have 600. Then we have extended people in the business units that work, that just work on developing EMC people and partners. So I don't know what that number is, but you could add another 100, 200 people there. Right. So if when you go out to different audiences and you have different programs, you can't just say, okay, let's do all ILT. It it's, doesn't work. And we haven't been doing that for about 12 years, 12, 13 years. We started a blended model back in 2002. First, we centralized all the training groups into this one group that I lead. And uh, then we said, okay, we need to go blended because this isn't going to work. So first, we went to the e-learning. And you know, e-learning is great. It has a certain purpose, uh, but it can get boring. Our job is to constantly make it better and more engaging, and we we do that all the time. Right, because you're adapting to the feedback you're getting, right? No, exactly. So let me give you an example on that. Uh, and this is just happening um, over the last two weeks that that I've seen. My team does things, and they don't even tell me. Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm just happy that they let me take the credit. <laughs> so we do a lot of whiteboards. Yeah. You know, whiteboard technology, you have to talk to the customer, you have to explain right. all the different, how it all comes together, and... And, you know, people are bored with uh, getting PowerPoint presentations, so you go in and you just have a discussion with them, you get up on the whiteboard and you start drawing. Well, you need to take that that customer experience, capture it, put it into e-learning, so then thousands of people Right, can you do can it. learn the best right. practices. Right, and we don't, by the way, we don't care if we build it or, and, uh, or if we create it. So if we have some great person in Hong Kong that knows this particular topic and is best in... We're going to grab that person from EMC, and we're going to make sure that we're either using his or her content, or we're videotaping him or her, and 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 then we package it up as learning experts. So one thing I just so let's take these um, these whiteboard sessions. Mm -hmm. um, there's a new tech. I think it's a new technology that it's called Lightboard. So what you can do is instead of having you know videotaping someone and you're looking at the person's back. Uh, while, while they're writing on the board, you know, you they're, they're staring straight into the camera, and it's a clear screen, and they're writing on the screen, and you can also have video, you know, uh, PowerPoint images up there, video images. Um, you can you know you can erase. You I can haven't click. seen. Have you seen this? No. It sounds. I've, really I've heard of cool. smart boards. Yeah. But I. I yeah. So know. once again, this is my idea. You learned it from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but right. I, I'm allowed to take the credit because you're okay right. with that. I'm yeah, yeah. Well, it's the on, best way of doing it's on radio. Right? You, you should you should have said. <laughs> Yes, I came up with that. <laughs> I invested in that, but you didn't. Um, so at any rate, um, but that's just e-learning, mm -hmm. right? Then you have video learning. And video, even though we, we actually do over 5,000 ILTs a year, so we're not against ILT. We right. love ILT. We'll continue to do ILT. But, well, let's say you have the best instructor on the certain topic. Why don't you video, video that person, chunk it up really nicely, uh, package it up, put all the exercises in, uh, add a little social to it, whatever it happens to be. We do that, and we have at least 125 of those titles. And, you know, the numbers are, I don't even remember the numbers, but they're, they're big, high, crazy numbers across the globe, internal partners, customers. Customers actually purchase these, uh, so you get a pretty good margin on, on right. that. It's like a piece of software. Uh, but you scale overnight once you do it versus trying to train 10, 12 people in a classroom. Right. 
flights, everything. And that instructor is at his or her best every single time they're delivering exactly. that content because you've made sure of it as you're packaging. That's, I think that's a fantastic idea. Right. So you got e-learning, video learning. Then we built something called EDUTube. And Ed Bell, I think, talked about this when he was here. Just think YouTube. Right. And YouTube, uh, we built it in the education group, and that has about 2 million hits. 10,000 videos, 2, 2 million hits. So instead of a week-long video IELT of the ILT, now you have, it could be a 10, 20, 30-minute uh, uh, EDUTube uh, type video. And, you know, we, you can put channels on there like the sales channel or the services channel and engineering channel and so forth. Uh, now we're adding more functionality to that, and it's going to be a little bit more like Khan Academy. So you have learning mm -hmm. paths in there. And, um, you know, so it took us a few years to get to 2 million. I think we'll probably do a million and a half over this next 12 months hits. And, you know, within a couple of years, we'll be at 20,000 videos. And so, this is all on demand? People get it and access it whenever they need it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Say, well, let's take the video IELT. Let's say you really need to get certified. And the video LT is three, four, five day course, and you need to take that course in order to get certified, or you mm -hmm. don't have the information. Uh, that's all streaming. It used to be uh, CDs, then DVDs. The USB we have as an option, but now it's uh, downloadable on any device. Or, like so, yeah, they can oh, access it. On well, it. then the next thing is mobile. So everything we do is mobile. Period. So it's mobile first. Mobile first. Mobile first, mobile everything. <laughs> mobile first, mobile last. Yeah. Absolutely. So are uh, you capturing data as you go that uh, gives you some context and direction on what to do next and what to go back and, and tweak? Uh, yeah. So let me, I think you're asking a different way, but let me just uh, highlight a couple of things that we think are important. And, you know, as we go forward in the future of learning, and I think most companies will talk about this, but... Um, we're taking it pretty serious. So if you look at the future of learning there, we, we say there's six things that we really need to focus on. One is personalized, and that means we, the training group, we know a lot about you that you either put in the system or what you took, or maybe on the sales side, we know your performance in certain categories. Let's say you're not selling enough of product A, and that's a strategic company initiative. Well, we, we know that now because mm -hmm. we're tied into our salesforce.com system, so we have all this big data analytics, all the big data, and then we, this, again, this is the future, I'm not saying we're doing this today, but we, in the future, we'll be analyzing all this and serving it up. So when you come to our portal, it's really not our portal, it's your portal. So it will say, you know, hi, welcome, Mary, and, and that will, it will have your required training, it will have your, you know, optional, your recommended, you know, maybe the, the president of sales says, whoever isn't making their number, training group make sure it shows up on their their learning path and i want to see that they uh, have increased the performance and i want you to come back and see if there's a tie from training to the performance and so forth so and that's in order to shore up some maybe weak spots that they have that you can kind of help them and nudge them a little bit exactly so uh so personalized important mobile and you know there's mobile and then there's responsive mobile the responsive is you know so it really shows up the right way on every single device mm -hmm. you know sometimes you go to a website and, right, it, and it doesn't you know it's kind of uncomfortable right, it's just a smaller version of the website <laughs> exactly so now responsive mobile is just when you build it it is responsive right to, to the, the size of the right. device so so when i say mobile we do mobile everywhere uh, and on every piece of content but uh, we're doing more and more responsive, and um, you know that's you know, second half of this year. 
but uh, we're not getting any complaints on that. Social's getting bigger. Um, on demand, which we do a bunch of on demand, but there are different levels you can do it better. It needs to be engaging. And then the light board I just talked about, that right. makes, that's just one example of making it a little bit better. Um, and then integrated. So today, uh, so I think personalized and integrated, the two most important things we're working on. Everything else is we're doing it and, and it's either there or it's coming along. Uh, personalized and integrated takes longer. So we have to do things like upgrade our LMS. Uh, we have a really good LMS and it's working fine and nobody's complaining. But if you really want to get personalized and you really want to integrate everything, social, mobile, learning paths, labs, everything into one experience versus, oh, you want to do social? Click and go over here. Um, and then maybe even sometimes log in and put, so that doesn't work. So we're integrating everything together and that gives a much better experience. It, it sounds like that having that kind of the business first mentality and the thinking in this, it, it's really pushing you and you're looking always constantly to improve and to get better. No matter, you're not waiting for someone to tell you, you're just kind of always trying to, to push the envelope of what can be done. Yeah. So if you look at the alignment, well, let's go back to the vowels because that keeps it nice and simple. On the alignment, we have uh, every quarter, we sit down with the top, top people in sales and services, again, because that's about 80% and of our of our student days, let's say. And, you know, we just, last week, we sat down with both audiences. So there are all these people have titles. They're either presidents, SVPs, or VPs. And we say, here's our roadmap. Here's where we're going. Based on the feedback that you already right. gave us, we're packaging up. And all the things I just talked about, personalized, integrated mobile, we showed them exactly what it's going to look like, and they're all over it because they helped to build it. So right. that's a two-year, two give-or-take, uh, six-month roadmap that the business units are working with us. We're not just building stuff and throwing it over the fence. Right, and hoping they like it. They've got buy-in from Go. Right. And then I also asked them for money to, to do it. So. <laughs> well, that's when you know how serious they are about doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that makes all the sense in the world because you, you need that capital to fund what you're doing. Now, do you find that the industry is uh, following suit? You have colleagues in, in other organizations that are know what you're up to and are, and are trying to emulate some of what you guys are doing? Well, we, we share best, practice with, best practices you know, with anybody that wants to know. Uh, that think we have best practices. So each year, I'd say we have about 15, 20 different companies that swing by EMC and we nice. show them our labs and all that's that. That's cool. So that's that's fine. Um, and you're working with the universities. I mean, you're sharing uni that. Uh, universities, actually, um, we were yesterday. Let me, let me make it seem <laughs> like I'm smarter than I am. Um, yesterday, I was with Harvard. Harvard. You had to get that in. Yeah. You were bragging about yeah. that early on, so you had the to say that. The people at Harvard are, talk, are talking about me right now over in Cambridge, Probably. right? So, like, don't let him back in. There. So, uh, but we were, I was in, and I was in Miami, so uh, I'll rub that in. But um, Harvard, Brown, Northeastern, Wheelock, UCLA, and, and the whole thing that we were talking about, it, and they, they asked me to come in, in a couple, in Qualcomm out of the West Coast, and they said, uh, you know, you guys know what you're doing, so why don't you come in and tell us what you do? And some of the, a lot of things we just talked about, I, I presented on this. And then they, they said, well, we're trying to align better with, um, with corporate, and we don't know how to do it. Right. So this was, this was the, the Harvard dean of all their continuing education, a really, really smart guy, hugely successful in business before he went to Harvard. 
and uh, oh, he graduated from MIT too. So uh, <laughs> another credential I missed. But um, but he was saying, we don't know how to align with corporate, and we know we have to. So this is so it's not it's just a, it's a smart way to align. Is you get you get a seat in the table there too. Exactly, it it helps both sides. Right, and then they're going to graduate people that are trained in the right way to help you. Mm-hmm. So it, it it helps everybody. And then this afternoon, I I'm having the same discussion with UMass Dartmouth. Um, they're so, coming to EMC and asking how can we work better together. So there's a big gap there, and there's a big opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, professional associations, organizations that, uh, in your opinion, are uh, genuinely worth the time and energy investment? Do you find yourself collaborating with other professionals in the arena through some of these organizations? So I I, I leverage a few, um, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, ATD, of course. Okay. Of course. Um, yeah. Um, and then I, I personally, in, in our group, we work with I4CP. And I4CP has a really tight relationship with ITD. They do a lot of the research there. Um, in the past, I don't right now, but uh, in the past, uh, I've worked with Burson. Um, I, I just came from the CLO conference, uh, CLO symposium. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to team up with people across the industry. And, mm-hmm. and in the past, I used to host for about a year and a half. Um, I used to try to get companies like us to just get on the phone about once a quarter. And I had about 15 people, and they were all kind of like VPs or CLOs, and we would just pick certain topics and we'd just talk about it. And then kind of you know, an informal way. Yeah, it was informal. And then I just it just kind of fizzled. But um, I think it's huge. Uh, the The reason why we went in so big on e-learning is because I went to and whenever I go to conferences, I just want to learn one thing. Mm-hmm. And because uh, you know, if you just take a, if you take ten ideas, you're not going to execute anything. Right. So right. I just take one thing. And um, about twelve years ago, I went to the CLO symposium, and I I, I figured we were way behind on e-learning. E-learning was just kind of coming out, but I felt we were really behind based on what the business needed, and not where the technology was. And then we just jumped in a hundred percent, and then that led us to video, that led us to edu tube, right? Uh, that led us to virtual labs. Uh, and and we're improving each we do all these things we do them in the thousands but they're each improving probably every six months we have a new rev of each one of those things Uh, we're doing MOOCs now Uh, everybody knows MOOCs sure yeah but let's tell them on the air anyway you know let's make sure Lee understands okay yeah (laughs) Yeah. so uh, I'll say it slow (laughs) massive open online courseware so basically you take a course and you put it up on the web. Most of the time it's video. You integrate other things like labs and social um, and whatever you want to integrate. And you, because the universities uh, came out with it, it still kind of um, goes to the semester. So you, every, every week you might do two hours or something like that. And right. then they'll have a quiz. They have quizzes all throughout, assessments, and then you take a, a test and at the end and you know maybe they'll give you a, a certificate or something like that. So I actually think MOOCs, it for EMC is more important not really for the learning but for the marketing so we're gonna do mm. one of our first MOOCs on big data uh, data lakes and uh, that's gonna come out you can register for it now but we think we'll we'll get to tens of thousands of people and it will help you know it'll, we lead with education but we're marketing to the world and EMC's name is out there and helps our brand is that through a university or that's an internal just through your company well in well, we're we're building it all. 
Right, but is uh, it going to be distributed let, through a university system? No. Uh, no and yes. All right. So <laughs> we're doing it ourselves with a partner. Mm-hmm. And we're using a company called Educast. Educast is an edX um, open source partner. Mm-hmm. So edX is from MIT and Harvard. And see, I'm working with Harvard again. See that? But, you know, so they <laughs> built this open source MOOC. Any, anybody can use it. Uh, but we're using a partner that has done this a few times. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's all of our content. It's all of our ID. It's right. all of all that. Um, and then you host it up on the system and anybody can take it. And then, you know, hopefully tens of thousands of people do it. We also do Sparks, which is same technology but small private open courseware. And that's really, let's say instead of trying to hit tens of thousands of people, you want to hit, uh, and I think MOOC is really a thousand or more people. There's an awful lot of acrostics or acronyms or whatever you call it in your world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 So Sparks is, you know, you want to hit uh, 30 people, 50 Mm -hmm. people, and it's probably internal. And uh, and they just want to just want to space it out over the few weeks and and so forth. So we'll be doing. I think we'll do a lot more sparks than we'll do MOOCs. Uh, so I'll make one more. This is all in blended learning, right? right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll make one more point just to kind of yeah. give context. So if you look, you know, everybody looks at student days, and that's fine. It, it's a good like indicator of where you are. It gives you, helps you give you some context on trends and all that. Other than that, it's kind of meaningless. But if you look at our student day, so let's go there. Uh, but if you look, <laughs> it's, it's kind of meaningless. Yeah. Uh, we've gotten to the meaningless part. So if you look at uh, student days, um, about uh, 75% of what we do is blended versus ILT, scalable versus ILT. So we have a very blended model. Um, but if you look at when people come and register for something uh, in our system, you know, through our LMS and so forth, over 96% of the time, it's not ILT. So mm. that just shows you that. Yeah. You know, now the the way the, the numbers work out, if you register for a ILT, it might be four days and you register once and you take right. that four. Or if you, we have, we also have a nine-week boot camp that we do on a regular basis. We put 6,000 people through this nine-week boot camp because it's onboarding um, and or it's very specific. Um, but most of the time when they come and use our stuff, they're going scalable, they're going blended. And so that really shows the model. And that's why we invest so much in these areas. Now, what is the thing in your group that you guys high-five each other over? What What's the thing that is the most rewarding for you? I'll give you three examples. Um, what does it spell? Because you, <laughs> yeah, spell we're going to need an acronym here. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, it, okay. It's <laughs> no. So uh, I'll give you a... Uh, just the way we work, and this is kind of you have to really you also have to understand the culture of the company. When we first da- started doing this twelve years or so ago, we would build training, and they and sales wouldn't use it. Mm. And if it was optional, literally about fifteen percent of it would be used. So we weren't transforming anything, right? And uh, you know, and a lot of our salespeople they were actually good enough not to use training. They just figured out locally and. They'd go do it. And they'd keep it to themselves so you yeah. couldn't share yeah. or replicate. Yeah, so basically we didn't have a learning culture. Right. Our learning culture was bad, and so it was it was an optional learning culture. So then the president of sales came to us and said, listen, you gotta, I'm going to mandate it. you got to make it good. you got to make it better, but I'm going to mandate it. And this is generally what I want. So we put something together called sales accreditation. And every single quarter, 
5,000 salespeople across the globe, mandatory day one of the quarter in uh, 13 languages. You mentioned that earlier. Right. So, you, And we have over 100 curriculum paths every single quarter on day one in 13 languages. Mandatory training, and you need to do the training. With, and the training comes out to about five hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there could be 10 modules in there. And, and they're all e-learning. They have to be engaging. We're going to be adding that Lightboard technology as one example. Um, it's not just all PowerPoint video. You know, it's, it's not. It's, we, we put a lot of stuff in there to try to make it more engaging, uh, a lot of video and so forth. Um, but that's called sales accreditation. Uh, other co- other groups in the company, now there's marketing accreditation and there's <laughs> right. channels accreditation there and, and pre-sales. And, yes. And then we have that same thing over in GS um, you could call it GS accreditation, but my team calls it GS quarterly training. So that's the culture. We had to mandate it, but everybody has changed. And now, you know, as the as the world is getting more difficult and more complicated, you have to learn. You can't optionally, you can't just go in there and say, well, I sold the type of storage we had five years ago. You know, no, you, 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 there's a lot more competitors, a lot more technology. It's all coming together. You have to learn, and you have to learn all the time. It has to be every single quarter. And you're trying to shorten the learning curve for everybody you're, instead of everybody trying to figure it out themselves. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, in the content, you have to tighten it up. It has to be, and this is all curated. So we're working with maybe 100 different people every single quarter, and we're the curation machine. So that's that. Then we also have certification on the technical side. So everybody knows about you know like Cisco certification, Microsoft, which is all great stuff. We have the EMC proven certification. And that's one of the most important things we have in our learning portfolio. And uh, and that's also what we bring to universities, our partners, our customers, and, of course, our own people. And, uh, you know, we're pretty proud of that. Um, and that's, I think we have um, about 135,000 certifications there. Uh, if you, But there's one thing that kind of gets a lot of play right now, and that's what we call EMC Ready. And what we do is we take the most important issues that, uh, you know, uh, directions and strategies and whatever is most important from our CEO's office. And that trickles down to sales and pre-sales and services. And then we package that all up. And, you know, generally, and that's every other quarter, and every person in the field on sales, pre-sales, and the channel, uh, every single person, whether it's a management, a senior executive, a manager, an individual contributor, they all have to be able to, They first of all, they all have to do about six hours of pre-work. And then we go out with, with, let's take sales as an example, we go out with sales across the globe to about six locations. We bring everybody in, you know, the management team. And as part of that, and, you know, we do a day and a half type of, you know, dog and pony and everybody, all the most important people get up and, and talk. But then as part of that, um, you need to be able to sit in front of your peers in a simulated customer environment, not knowing who the title is going to be across from you. It could be the CEO, the IT manager, it could be app development manager, whatever it is. And you need to be able to convince that person uh, in front of your peers wow. that um, you can you can you know be compelling. Right. Now and let's articulate say, and communicate and persuasive. Yeah. Now let's say you can't do that. <laughs> You just showed your management team you can't do it. And that's the most important thing for the company that came directly from the CEO. Mm-hmm. And we do that every other quarter. We call it EMC Ready. And it's one of the one of the things that's helping our company transform. Right. And that's why it's so important. It is a transformation engine. 
So before we wrap, I want to make sure that our listeners have a way to get in touch with you or someone on your team. What, what's a good way for them to do that? Can they find you on LinkedIn or an email address or a website or something where well, they could learn more? I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I don't know. How do you do that? You just, just type look my for, name in? Is it Tom Clancy probably yeah. Yeah. in yeah. Boston? Yeah, Tom Clancy EMC. in Boston okay. EMC and But, but, but my, my, uh, my email is tom.clancy at emc.com. And happy to field anything from anybody it's been a real pleasure having you in here this morning man thank you so much thank you it was a pleasure too on my side all right we will be back in a few from training pros boston this has been a special business radio x production brought to you by training pros your source for local learning and development experts learn more at training-pros.com